You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. What an honor it is to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. Amen. Father, we love you today and we thank you, God, for the opportunity, Lord, to stand here one more time before your people. God, as we gather, a prayer that I pray often is just in my spirit. I never know who's going to walk through those double doors and we never know what they're carrying, what they're facing, the reason that they may be broken. But God, I'm praying today, Lord, for those that are here, those that are watching, Lord, that you would refresh them, that you would restore them. But above all, I'm asking you to give them an assurance of faith deep in their heart that if they'll just continue to look to you, God, that everything is going to be all right. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've already done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, singers and musicians, for being here today. Well, it's the first Sunday of the year. We're excited and we're glad that you are here today and uh, uh, we uh, are just looking forward to the year 2022, 2021 had its challenges but all in all was a good year and uh, some years are just better than others but uh, we're glad that you're here. I do want to say in, in, in all seriousness, um, if you are a visitor here at Faith Worship Center, there does not exist another church that is more honored to have you today than what we are. We're grateful for your presence, and we want to say thank you. There are several churches, several, several churches, and you could have went anywhere this morning, but we thank you for coming to Faith Worship Center to be in service with us today. Will you go with me to the book of Joshua? Joshua chapter number 13. It's not an old scripture to you, but it's... Uh, What's in my spirit, and uh, I'm looking forward to the new year, and I want to try to encourage you in regards to that. In a couple of weeks, I'll be getting with a board and going over some things for the new year and just kind of uh, tightening everything back up and, and getting uh, set on our vision, our goals, and uh, we're just looking forward to that. I know Pastor Brian made mention, but uh, Brother Jeff Graham, he set me up Wednesday night. Time to possess the land. It, it was in my spirit already, and uh, just uh, he just he just done a wonderful job and encouraged us. And I just want to build upon that encouragement uh, this morning, maybe uh, with the message. Joshua chapter thirteen. Look with me at verse number one. Now Joshua was old and stricken in years, and the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. And there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. I want to read it again. He was old and stricken in years, and the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remains yet very much land to be possessed. How many knows this morning that the work of God is not done? The work of the Lord is not done. You don't have all your family with you yet. You don't have all your friends that you're believing God for yet. Amen. We've not completed the vision that God has put in our heart just yet. There remains yet very much land to be possessed. And that will be my thought this morning, my, my title this morning, and that's what we'll minister. There's still much land to be possessed. Will you bow your head and will you help me pray 
that God would help me minister this morning. Father, again, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here this morning, to stand before your people, to break the bread of life, your already anointed word, and I'm asking you this morning to do something that I cannot do. I'm asking you to open the ears, God, of your people, Lord, this morning. I'm asking you to open our hearts that we might receive. And I pray that you would anoint my lips, God, to deliver your already anointed word. The task before me is greater than what I am, Lord. But I know that with your help, that your word will accomplish what we set it out to accomplish. And, Lord, I'll be very careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. First service of the year is a, it's a reflecting service for me, a reflecting time for me. I'm looking back, but I'm also looking ahead at the things that is in my heart, uh, the things that is in my spirit. It's an anxious time, and uh, I'm just excited to see what the Lord, uh, what God, what this year holds, the things of God in regards to that. I'm not talking about just my family or uh, the things that we face. You know, uh, God is good, but life is full of trial and tribulation. Amen? And so I choose to uh, uh, to keep my mind and my heart fixed upon the things of God and uh, what God has got in, in store. At the time of our text, I've got few footnotes here, and so if I shotgun you this morning, I, I'm sorry, but I'm doing my best to encourage you. At the time of our text, the Lord, the word of the Lord, of course, was right when he spoke to Joshua. Now, uh, young people, I would encourage you not to address any of your elders that way. You don't want to go up to them. You're old and stricken in years. They already know that. Amen. Did you hear that, Abby? Did you get that? And so, at the time of our text, we've got a man, Joshua, he is old and stricken in years. And to be exact, he is right at 101 years old. But God had held his promise that he would be with him just as he was with Moses when God had taken Moses and buried him and put Joshua in command and put him over the charge of the children of Israel. He made him a promise in the first chapter of the book of Joshua that he would be with him as he was with Moses, his, his servant. He said, Joshua, I want you to be strong, and I want you to be of good courage. I will not forsake you. I will not fail you. And he repeats to him, be strong and be of good courage. Joshua had every reason why that he could be strong and be of good courage, because for at least 38 or 40 years, he had followed Moses, and he watched his leader as Moses would have trouble within the camp, or he would have trouble in regards to what to do. He watched Moses get away and get alone with the Lord and he would always come back with the exact answer and the right direction with the Lord which gives us a great example there are times in life when you don't know what to do there are times in life when you don't know where to turn there are times in life when you don't know what to say in a situation but let me tell you something this morning uh, every situation every trial there hasn't been a single one that has caught the Lord thy God off of a, a caught him off guard yet if you will get alone with God instead of getting alone somewhere and gossiping or getting alone and venting on Facebook uh, if you'll go to the one that already knows what to do he will lead you and guide you in every situation 
I don't know how many times I've had to tell people they have been broken, they've been in a situation, and I just have to be honest with them. I'm not, I'm not look, uh, uh, my, my pastor that brought me, uh, kind of put me under his wing, he told me something. He said, I'm going to give you some great wisdom that you're going to think is pretty ignorant. But there's three words that you need to be bold enough to tell people in situations when you really don't have the answer. And that is when they pour your heart out and they ask you what to do and I need your advice, you need to be bold and honest enough to look at them and say I don't know but I know somebody that knows what to do and if you will go to the Lord and you will listen to his voice he will lead you through the fire I pray today that as we enter into 2022 like never before that the ear of the believer is open to the voice of the Holy Spirit There's a reason that he addressed all seven churches in Revelation and he left that addressing to them with him that has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. We need to hear the voice of the Lord. Joshua had every reason to be strong and be of good courage because he followed a man that knew what to do and that was to get along with God and open his ear up to the way of the Lord. I'm trying to move past it, but i got to emphasize it one more time. I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. I'm not trying to be prophetic or all of a sudden have a a great word from the Lord. I know that there are people in here this morning that doesn't know exactly what to do. Well, how do you know that? Because you've told me. I'm going to tell you what to do. You need to get along with the Lord. And you need to say, God, I don't know what to do. Well, you don't need to say that to God. Yeah, you might surprise him. You might surprise him. You know, they say, God, I have no idea what to do in this situation. But what I do know is that the Holy Spirit is able to lead me. So I pray that my ear is open. I'm trying to help you this morning. I'm preaching, but I'm teaching. I'm trying to help you. I'm praying that my ear is open and that I would hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead me through this situation. And Joshua found that God was faithful to him. He never left him. He never failed him. He never forsaked him. He held true to his promise just as he will hold true to his promise uh, to every believer today. It was an interesting statement though that was made here. He said, there is very much land. They've already been in the promised land fighting battles and inheriting land. And God says, there's still more to be possessed. And it has to take us back to what they had already done. And so I want to take you back this morning just a little bit to where they had first entered the promised land as a reflection of what God would do for them. And also, listen, here is my type and my example as a reflection of what I am asking God to do for Faith Worship Center. We can look back, church. Listen, Faith Worship Center. We can look back and we can shout. We can look back and we can be grateful. We can look back and we can say, my, I'm in awe of what the Lord has done. We can look back and we can just be broken and weep because of the presence of the Lord that we have been in. But I want you to know the God that has been faithful to us from 2021 and past is going to be good to us in 20 and 22 until he comes back to receive his church. Yes, he's been good and he will remain good to those that will serve him. Now, they started with a promise. Because all these things that we see here that I bring out are essential for a foundation of victory. They started with that promise to be strong 
to be of good courage. They went into the land. I got to recap. And I, again, I, I don't want to shotgun you, but I got to recap. They went into the land. Joshua sent spies into the land. I'm building a foundation, and this is a foundational truth that we got to get. He sent spies into the land, and they were looking at Jerusalem and being able to over uh, to, 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 to conquer Jerusalem as their first mission. They had to get past the walls of Jerusalem before they could go on and begin to parcel out the inheritance to every man and to every family. They met a woman there by the name of Rahab who was a harlot that told them, we know of the things that your God has already done for you. Let me tell you something. Uh, when God does something great for you, people will will know about it. We already know about the things that your God has done. And we know he's given you Jerusalem. And we already know that you're going to conquer Jerusalem. The spies couldn't do nothing but agree with her. But she said, will you spare me and my family? Will you spare us? And they told her, yeah, we will. yes, we will spare you. And, and Rahab said, that's not enough. I, I want a true token of your word that we will be spared. And they said, okay, how about a scarlet thread? The scarlet thread was a type of the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, they said, when we see this scarlet thread, uh, you and your household, uh, they shall be saved. And Rahab put that scarlet thread out there. Uh, the scarlet thread was a type of the blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to know today uh, there's a lot of different ideas that is floating around the church world today but there's only one true token uh, water baptism listen to me what I'm about to say and I'm going to pour my heart out in just a moment water baptism will not save you uh, church membership will not save you uh, you're not going uh, because you just repeated a prayer you're not going because grandma and grandpa was saved uh, there's only one true token and that is that the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to your heart. It's saved then. It's saved yesterday. It saves today. And it will save in 2022. I want a true token. She put out the scarlet thread and her and her household was saved because of the blood of Jesus being applied. My Lord, it will never get old in the church. The blood of Christ is still applied to the heart of those that kept their faith in Jesus. After they met Rahab, they went on in. Uh, they crossed the River Jordan. They said, we got to cross Jordan. They crossed Jordan. They went and crossed the Jordan River. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these types because I want to get to uh, chapter number 13. The instructions of the Lord was, Joshua, take up 12 stones. The priests are going to enter with the ark first, and the water is going to part. The moment that the priest got to the brink of the water, the first priest stepped his foot into the edge of the water, and the waters rolled back as a step of faith. Uh, do you know how you're going to make it in 2022? Uh, you're not going to have to just stand there and expect God to do everything uh, without you believing. Uh, I'm not putting you under works. Uh, I'm not putting you under legalism. I'm not trying to tell you you got to do something, uh, but this one thing you do, uh, you step out in faith uh, and God will do the rest. They stepped out in faith and the waters parted. He said, Joshua, take 12 stones from the side of wilderness and I want you to lay them down in the middle of the river. 
And they laid them down in the middle of the river, and then he instructed them, Now I want you to go get 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan River, and I want you to bring them and set them up as a memorial. Now all the days for all, uh, uh, for all of the, uh, the centuries to come, I want this to be a memorial that you came out of the Jordan River. The 12 stones laid down in the Jordan River was a type of the wilderness of sin. Uh, let me just say it like this, of our past, of our old man being buried uh, under the Jordan River, which was a type of the blood of Jesus Christ. The 12 stones that was taken up and set as a memorial was a reminder to them uh, that they now have a, are a new creation. Uh, they now have a new life in Christ Jesus. Uh, picking up 12 stones out of the bottom of the Jordan River was impossible unless the waters were parted. It was a miracle that God had done. And the miracle here is, again, I'm back at salvation. The miracle here is that the old man is buried and a new man is resurrected all because of the powerful working of the Holy Spirit. They raised up this memorial. And then they get to the Jerusalem or Jericho and they find some Jericho walls. I want you to listen to Jericho. We've shouted about it, and it's still good, and there's still a lot of fire in it. But up till now, here's what they have. They have a promise from the Lord. They followed him. They have the true token, the blood of Christ, applied to their life. They have the type, the old man's buried, the new man is resurrected. And now they have stepped out on faith, and they're ready to inherit and conquer the land. The Lord, in my mind, I'm just going to put myself there. Why would he part the Jordan River and then not give me the land? Why would he save me, and I know that I'm born again because the witness of the Spirit, and then never do anything else for me? Okay, me and Brother Jeff, we're getting it this morning. Why would he leave me after I have been regenerated and felt the witness of the Spirit? They had the type, the blood. They had the memorial being raised up. Do you remember when you first got saved and you give your heart to the Lord? There was never a time you were more excited about the things of God. And you know what God did? Walked them straight up to Jericho walls. And he said, march. The walls were so great, no enemy could overcome. In fact, they were so wide at the top that a horse and chariot could ride around the top of these walls. There is no way that anybody could overcome this fortress unless it was a work of something divine. It had to be the power of God. I want you to know day one, he said, I want you to march for seven days. On the seventh day, you're going to shout, you're going to blow the trumpet, and I'm going to cause the walls to come crumbling down. See, God gave them a vision. God gave them a goal. God gave them something to continue to walk for, but they didn't see it come to pass. Day number one, they're walking around Jericho Wall. This is what I want you to see. He gave them a true token. They were born again. But now they have to believe God. They're believing God on day one. I don't see anything happen. Day number two, I don't see anything happening. Day number three, my family are still not in. Day number four, my marriage is still a wreck. Day number five, I'm going to give up and quit. I don't even see a pebble falling off the wall yet. I don't see a crack in the wall. Day number six, well, I guess I wasn't born again anyway. I had to begin to doubt everything that God had given to me. Why don't I just sit down? Day number six, by the end of it, I'm tired. I don't want to take another step. I want to 
to give up. Let me tell you something this morning. There's some people in here today that are just having to march. You're just having to believe God. You're just having, I don't see anything. I don't see anything coming to pass. I don't feel anything. It seems like I'm just further down the road in the wrong direction than I am in the right direction. Day number seven, those that kept believing, God said, Joshua, you tell them priests to blow the trumpet. They began to blow a trumpet and the walls came crashing down. They didn't hit them with a hammer. They didn't use dynamite. They believed God and God made a way what there seemed to be no way. My Lord, I wish that was my message. I got to tell somebody this morning. I know your family ain't here sitting beside you today. I know that your marriage is a wreck. I know that you still got the bondage that's deep down in your heart. And you'll think that this is the only, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to always be. Uh, I know today that everything hadn't come together like you wanted to come together. Uh, but I say to you today, march on. Uh, you keep marching. Uh, you keep walking. Uh, because the word of God will not come back void today kept marching Jericho walls fell down they're all excited they're, they're thankful for what God is doing so far try to find my notes I don't, I'm not going to promise you nothing and then they get and they start to inherit the land now I want you to get this they're about to enter into battle brother Greg now I don't mean to be crude we're all adults but I got to bring up some things here they're about to enter into battle they're about to fight the way they fought back then caused a lot of energy, a lot of action. It was hands-on. I don't know if you knew this or not, and I'm glad you're sitting down. I don't want to catch you off guard. They didn't have fighter jets back then. No army tanks. It was face-to-face combat with spears and swords. And here's what God instructed Joshua to do. I want you to call everybody now. Bring in all the men. And I want you to circumcise them. Now think about what I'm saying. Circumcision was a type of covenant. God was saying to them, if you're going to inherit, you've got to be in covenant with me. You're going to have about to be in a relationship. The circumcision was cutting off the foreskin of the male, separating that skin. The skin that was separated was a type of the flesh being separated. And it could not be done without the shedding of blood. They brought a sharp rock. Now think about it. I'm going to circumcise. Now watch this. This is what really got me. Now that all of you are circumcised, I'm not trying to be crude, but i got to bring out a truth here. There'll be a lot of pain there, booger. There's a lot of pain going on. Guess what he want to do? Now go out and get on the front line and fight. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I'm bleeding. I don't feel like going out and fighting. I want to sit down with a fan on me and wait till I heal up. The Lord said, no, now that you're circumcised, you're in covenant, get out there on the front line and fight. You know what that tells me? It tells me this. 
Every victory that they would start out that day would not because, be because of their own strength. It would not be because of their own ability. It would not be because uh, of what they were capable of doing. Uh, they were weak. They were hurting. Uh, they were wounded. Uh, and God said, all I'm asking you to do is go out there. And if you'll go out there, I will win the victory for you. Uh, oh, i got to say it again. Somebody this morning may be weak. Uh, you may be wounded. You may not feel like believing anymore. But I come to tell you, if you'll just place your faith in Jesus and what He did on the cross of Calvary, the Lord, thy God, will fight for you today. Praise the Lord. And they get to circumcision. Couldn't deny that God was doing all of this. And then we move on to the valuable lesson of Achan. Achan was a man who wanted his inheritance, and he wanted to get it all on his own. So when he seen the goods and the gold and the silver of the enemies that they were, that they were conquering, he gathered up garments, loaded them up with gold and silver, took them back to his camp in his tent. He snuck them, and here's how we know that he knew that he was doing wrong. He buried them under his bed. See, you know when you're doing wrong. Okay, didn't give very many amens there, but. And then he buried it under his bed. Guess what happened? The blessings of the Lord was cut off from Israel. Achan wanted to do it all on his own. God said, I'll give you the inheritance. You don't got to steal it. You don't got to do it in the wrong way. You don't got to do it about your own uh, idea. I'll give you the inheritance. Achan just, I'll get it on my own and buried it. And the Joshua went to the Lord. He rent his clothes. That was something uh, that we don't do today. When they got mad, they ripped their clothes off and throw dirt in the air. I'm glad we don't do that today. Amen. Praise the Lord. He ripped his clothes off. He got mad. That's how you tell if somebody was mad. Then, then it wasn't crazy. They were mad. Today it would be, huh. <laughs> yeah, let me move on. And so Joshua said, Lord, what's wrong? We've seen Jericho walls fall. We're conquering the enemy. We're in covenant. And he said, you got an accursed thing in camp. A cursed thing. The blessings of the Lord have stopped. Why? Because he tried to do it on his own. Let me tell you something. God has a prescribed order of victory. And that is that we place our faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross of Calvary. And we allow the Holy Spirit to work things in our life. And even the things that we, the blessings, and I don't really count material blessings as blessings because there's blessings so much greater than that. There is things in this world that money cannot buy. There's a heart filled with peace. There is good health. There is family that is serving the Lord. Money can't buy them things. But they went for the materialistic blessing Achan did. And God told Joshua what was going on. He said, you're going to have to take and annihilate all of that. He killed Achan and, his, and, and all of the good, took care of all the goods. And it was a type of getting rid of that completely and being done with it. They learned an important lesson. Church, can I just tell you today as an individual believer and as a church, if we want the blessings of the Lord, if you want the blessings of the Lord to continue in your family, in your life, and if we want them in the church, we're going to have to do it God's way. We're going to have to do it God's way. 
We can't do it on our own. We can't say, oh, yeah, well, I got an idea. Again, thankful you're sitting down. But your idea is not better than God's idea. We do it God's way. We follow after Him. If we do wrong, we can go back and say, God, forgive me and make it right. But we have to do it God's way. And then they repositioned their faith. They received victory after victory after victory. It may not look like it. It may not seem like it. It may not feel like it. But the truth of the matter is, to the believer that keeps his faith in Christ and what he's done for them on the cross of Calvary, the result is victory after victory after victory after victory. I don't know if you've heard me say this or not, but if as long as your faith is in Christ and what he's did on the cross of Calvary, you're in the middle of a battle that you cannot lose. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, but I know what he went through. I know what he accomplished. Uh, I know what he's done. Your problem is not greater than being dead and buried. And if you'll keep your faith in him, you will receive the victory that Christ has paid for you. Then, now, up till now, I'm finally to our text. At our text, a 101-year-old man, the Lord told him something he already knew. You're old and you're stricken in years. But there's still more, much more land to be possessed. There remaineth much more land, Joshua. At this moment, Joshua, 101-year-old, think about this. If we go back, and I didn't read all of the, the deals for the sake of time, he has 31, actually 33, but two of them are on the other side of Jordan. On this side of Jordan, there are 31 victories that the Lord has recorded that they had already received. 31, it's interesting to me that it doesn't say about 30. 31, every single victory that you receive with the Lord it's worth counting. It's worth giving God glory for. 31 victories. And the Lord says, Joshua, there remains very much land to be possessed. So they continue on. If we go to up next, it's not in my, it's not in my uh, in the footnotes or anything to say, but if we move on, what we will find is the next great victory that they have is that Caleb comes to Joshua and he says, Caleb, or Joshua, Moses promised me Hebron. Well, Hebron's the greatest of all land. Yeah, he told me I could have it. Well, you need to know the greatest of all giants are there. I don't care. He said I could have it. Well, you're not as young as you was, Caleb. Anybody fill out anymore? You're not as young as what you was. I know. That was 45 years ago. I was 40 then. I'm 85 now, but I'm as strong now as what I ever was, and I am fully able to take the land. You know what God records about the, the battle? Not hardly anything at all. It just says Caleb possessed the land. When you have faith in Christ and what he did for you on the cross of Calvary, the battle is something that you'll look back on. I'm thankful for what I learned. I'm thankful for the journey. I'm thankful for what God did. But to be honest, the battle that you were going through was nothing for God and so he just had a victory and he possessed the land overcome each and every one now let me move on here old and stricken in years and the Bible says that he that the Lord did not take into account that he was old he just gave him strength and every man went into his land for his inheritance 
Now, if I'm here for just a second, Faith Worship Center, I look back, and as a type and an example, I look back and I mirror Faith Worship Center just a moment. I want you to know in 2006, when I started pastoring here at 26 year old, I never seen this. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. What I heard was <laughs> that thing's about to fold up and fall. What I heard was, when it, when it falls, I'm going to be sitting back watching. What I heard was, it'll never do anything. As a man I got a lot of trust in, never do anything more than, than if you have seven, 65, 70 people, then uh, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be, it'll never. What I heard was, you need to do this, you're doing this wrong. But what the Lord said to my heart was, just continue about the work. Just continue about the work. Just continue about the work. Many of you are here today. I, I, I didn't know you back then. I'm just being blunt. I wasn't praying for you back then. I didn't know you. I didn't see you coming in and becoming a help. See things, and I, I don't mean to just point things out, but I remember Pastor Brian telling me about a, a big, tall guy come to work at Pico. He said, man, I mean, he's tall. Well, I mean, I didn't realize how tall, because if Brian says somebody's tall, you know, you just, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? As I'm thinking, wow, man, he must be five and a half foot tall. <laughs> tall. He said, I've been witnessing to him a little bit. And then come the will account, Miss Jessica. I had no idea that they would come in, get faithful, start asking things, and let the Lord deal with their heart, and then be uh, part of our children's church leaders. And let me tell you something, second to none, I don't mean to just brag on them, stepped up in a time that we needed them. Faith Worship Center needed them. And they stepped up and gave, put their heart into it and did their all. I didn't see them back then. I didn't see some of you others that, that's been delivered from drugs and, and delivered from alcohol. I didn't see you coming in. But the Lord began to add and he began to put people together. And I'm grateful for everything that he has done and everybody that is in here this morning. Thursday night, I got an opportunity to go and minister at a, at a local church. A pastor called me on a Tuesday morning just off guard. and He said, man, I know it's a short notice, but will you come over Thursday night, we're ending, ending the, the year in a prayer meeting. Will you come over and, and will you uh, just encourage my people? I've been listening to some things. I've been encouraged. Will you encourage my people? And I said, yes, sir. Thought I wasn't going to make it. Never happened before, but I had eight horses out. It was almost the Sloan Hendricks High School. Pastor Brian called me, and I thought, man, I'm going to have to call and cancel. And got there, and we got them up, got them back, and enough time to run through some soap and water and get over there. And, I walked in and he took the pulpit and he said something I never give much thought to. I don't say this to pat myself or you on the back. 
I say this because it's probably true, but he said, I've been watching and I've been listening. And I want you to know that Faith Worship Center is one of the strongest churches in the community and the fastest growing church in our community. I didn't see that back then, but I want you to know, Faith Worship Center, I'm going to boldly say this. It's the truth. The land of the Lord is upon you. God is moving. God is doing something. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do. I've seen souls saved. I've seen people born again. I'll say it every year, but I've watched as children came and give their heart and life to the Lord all the way to brother to Uncle Claude. That's why I know him, Uncle Claude. He's not my uncle, but he's Uncle Claude. 103-year-old, get up from his chair and make his way down here. I'll never forget walking off the platform and a 103-year-old man that has never lived for God laying his head up on my shoulder and saying, I want Jesus to be my bread of heaven. I want you to know six months later I did his funeral. They told some good stories, but their stories didn't compare to mine. I didn't even know him. But I got to tell about the day that he got born again and he was changed, regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit. So saved, born again. That's why we do what we do to see somebody saved. I've seen seats filled up. I'm watching as ministers are being restored. Preachers being restored. I'm seeing as God is doing these things. Marriages salvaged. Drug addict delivered. No longer a drug addict. Alcoholics delivered. They give a little bit different testimony than what they ask them to do. And AA, when AA says, I tell them you're an alcoholic, and you'll always be an alcoholic. It's not like that when the power of God comes in. They can walk up and say, I used to be bound by alcohol. But there was a day that Jesus Christ made me free. He took the taste out. He took the desire out. I am set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. speechless I'm speechless I'm in awe of the things that the Lord's done I've watched as we had an 87 80 something thousand dollar debt that was paid off in just uh, four or five years something I don't know exactly four or five years I watched this when COVID hit how many knows that God can take something the devil means for evil and make it out to be good I watched this COVID hit. We come in here and gutted this place because we had a seating problem before. We were shut down for 10 weeks, and we come in, and we went to, and I mean we, we went to work. There were several people. We got pictures of the place being full, people working to try to build on to the kingdom of God. Uh, Nehemiah said the people had a mind to work. That's what we have is a mind to work. We spent $55,000 within 10 weeks, and we were asking God to help us to pay it off within the year. And 10 months later, we shouted because we didn't owe no more money. $55,000, you know that's over a little over $5,000 a month. I had people walking saying, I need to talk to you. Here's $3,000, put it on the building fund. I had a guy call and say, I got some money that come in and I need to pay uh, uh, some extra down on it to a church. The Lord told me to give it to yours. And I said, praise the Lord, we'll take it because we need it. To. And we took it and we applied it to the building fund. And a little bit later we get close and somebody says, I'm going to pay that thing off. We start with parking over here. Dirt pans come in. We got a debt of $7,250. I'm talking to the board. I told them exactly 
exactly what we I had that we had to pay. I get to call them the next day and say, listen, uh, I had a couple of guys that got together yesterday and got with me, and they paid that thing off. Uh, I was about to come to you so we could take up offerings uh, to pay it, uh, but the truth of the matter is, you didn't owe anything. Praise the Lord. My Lord. I almost ran Wednesday night. I might run this morning. I'm excited. I'm thankful for what the Lord's doing. I got a call. We need to bring in gravel. We need to bring in uh, more. Uh, we had to finish out the dirt. I talked to a couple of guys, and it was going to be quite a bit more money for them to bring in the gravel. And I know Justin was willing to help us. He got a dump truck. It didn't work out the timing. And uh, his wife wanted to go to Branson. I don't know. I don't understand. Chris Fort says, man, we got a truck. I got an old boy that can drive that truck. We'll bring that gravel. Anything you need, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I said, man, I'm grateful. What do we owe you? You don't owe me nothing. I said, well, bring your truck up here. I'm going to fill it up with diesel. Absolutely not. You know, told Tim Reagan back there this morning, he got in that truck and went to haul and gravel for Faith Worship Center and, and brought the gravel in and took care of everything. Chris got equipment, still got equipment out here and, and just whatever we need, uh, we've been able to use. Saved us several thousand dollars. I want you to know these are things that are blessings from the Lord. I called the door company to get us a door and like to fell over. They said the door is going to be. It's going to be at least $1,600 plus tax. I thought, for a door? For a door? Come on. I called the guys. I said, a door is $1,600 plus tax. And I still got to cut the hole in the thing. They're not even going to cut a hole. We got to do all that. Pastor Brian, me and him talking. Back and forth, he said, well, who all did you call? I said, man, I've called four or five people. You got different bids? Yeah, I've tried, I've tried, man, I've tried. I don't know why. He said, well, you know what? I guess it is what it is. Get a phone call the next day. Hey, when are we putting the door in? Well, as soon as we buy it, we're going to put it in real quick. Church is not hurting. Church is not hurting for finances. Finances are better than what they've ever been. And I, again, I'm not boasting. I'm just saying I'm thankful for the Lord. But. But it's hard for me to write a $1,600 check for anything. I'm tight. I just am. I went to Subway and eat the other night, and I wrote them off again for a long time. <laughs> I'm not going to eat at Subway, and it costs me more than I can eat at Cracker Barrel. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. I'm sitting there eating a sandwich, a cold sandwich, and I'm thinking, man, this could be hot roast beef and mashed potatoes and green beans, big old biscuits on the, oh, it's angry. Opening up a bag of chips. $30. Man, ridiculous. I'm tight. And then I get a call. How much is that door? Well, best quote I can get. This is, this is somebody not even thinking about a door. Now they're in the church and they'll, they'll say discreet. I'm not going to mention their name. They had no reason to even be thinking about a door. I said, how much is that door? And I said, best quote I've got is $1,600 plus tax. We want to buy that door. We'll take that door. Just make sure you know what the tax is. My God. They had no reason to be thinking about it except the Lord put it on their heart. And took care of that and paid for that door. It didn't cost the church nothing to put that on there. 
I'm telling you, I'm excited. I'm thankful for everything the Lord is doing and everybody that has come together. Now, as I look back, I see souls. I see the mighty works of God. I'm left grateful. I'm left humbled. I'm left in awe of all of the things that God is able to do in Faith Worship Center. But I come to tell you this morning, as God told Joshua, there's still much land that remains to be possessed. Faith Worship Center, I want to tell you this morning, there's still people in our community that are broken. There are still people that are lost. There are still people that are hurting today. There's somebody thinking about suicide. There's somebody thinking about divorce. There's somebody thinking about getting drunk and getting wasted all over again. There's somebody tempted to turn to a beggarly element. I want to tell you this morning uh, that Faith Worship Center as a church that will stand at the door of hell, at the gate of hell, and say you don't have to go there. Uh, I'll make a public announcement uh, to those that are lost, uh, those that are broken, uh, those that are hurting. Uh, Faith Worship Center is coming for you. Uh, we exist. Uh, we live to tell you about life and life more abundantly and the love of God uh, that you will never be separated from. Praise the Lord. To a church. A church that has got God has blessed so much. I want to say this morning that we must not let up now. You don't have all your family you've been praying for yet. Somebody ought to amen. You don't have all your friends that you've been praying for yet. There's still much land to be possessed. And let me tell you this morning, regardless of what the news tells you, and regardless of what your, maybe your friends that's always discouraged tells you, there has never been a better time for the church of the living God. There's never been a better time for the church. <laughs> it's a perfect time to reap the harvest. There's never been a better time. Life has got to the place that it's turning people to something. They're going to turn to something. They're not going to sit stale. They're not going to sit there uh, in a position and not move. They will turn to something. And if there's a believer there, letting the listen, uh, we're supposed to let the light of Christ shine. Uh, and if they're turning and looking for something, they're going to see the light before they see the dark elements of this world. And they will come to the light. Uh, I want to tell you this morning, it's a good time for the church it's a good time for somebody to be saved somebody restored somebody to be delivered because God is still alive and he's still well today there's still much land it's a new year but we don't have a new idea it's a new year I'm sorry if this if this is not acceptable to all but the church has made the proclamation for a long time. Well, we can have a new method, just not a new message. I want to tell you, Faith Worship Center don't have a new method either. Because if you start adjusting the method a little bit, any at all, then you're going to have to change the message. The method of the Bible of thus saith the Lord is this. The anointing of the Holy Spirit will draw and the Lord will add to the church. I'm not going to change that up. I'm going to be like my Uncle Jerry that's already gone and being with the Lord. What are we going to do to build a church and to reap souls? I'm going to go back to the book of Acts, the birth of the church. I'm going to preach Jesus as Lord and as Christ. And I'm going to preach the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I don't need a new method. I need a fresh anointing upon these men and women of God to teach and preach. We're here to preach Christ and Him crucified. I'm going to preach justified by your faith to those that are lost. I'm going to tell the lost that if you'll come to God with faith, what is happening is that you are entering into heaven's courtroom and you're standing before God spiritually speaking. I'm going to tell them that if you will stand before God now as your Savior instead of standing before God later as your judge, that you can stand before Him with your faith in Christ and what He did for you on the cross of Calvary and you can take your judgment for sin now because of the, the, according to the Word of God, my Bible says, Romans 5, you can be justified by your faith. I want you to know if you don't know Jesus, you can be declared not guilty right now. You can have your past wiped away right now. You can be raised a new creation right now. You don't have to wait. You can come to the Lord right now. And I'm going to tell those believers the same thing. That you're in a process of being sanctified. And if you'll place your faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross of Calvary, little by little he will change you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. Oh, I know some days we're doing nothing but marching and we don't even hear the wall crumbling. But I come to tell you, if you'll keep marching, if you'll keep on marching, soon and very soon, that wall will come down. I come to encourage somebody this morning. Faith Worship Center, listen, we still got much to do. I'm going to meet with the board here in a couple of weeks and we've got some things that God has put in our heart. We just come together. We have to come together in wisdom. We have to come together economically. First of all, the mind of God, the will of God. I, I, let me tell you something, Faith Worship Center. You got the best board that exists in a church today. Perfect unity. Men full of the Holy Ghost. Men that pray. And men, most of all, that have a desire for souls. We're not here so everybody can, we're not here to do something or build something where everybody can say, look at me, look at me, look at us, look at what we've done, look how pretty this. No, sir. No, I'm not in the building business, building, building business. I'm in the soul building business. And whatever it takes to accommodate for lost souls, that's what we're trying to do. So I come to tell you, Faith Worship Center, there still remains much land to be possessed. So keep giving. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep coming together. Faithful to God's house. And if we will keep on. God will keep on. We won't quit. God won't quit. Because there's still much land. To be possessed. And on the days when we're tired, as Joshua, Joshua, you're old and stricken in years. I'm tired, Lord. I'm 101 year old. Got a lot more work to do, Joshua. You know what God did? He gave him the strength to carry on and to complete the work that he put before him and to lead the people. Joshua died a faithful man, he would proclaim. When the children of Israel thought, you know what, I don't know. We, uh, God had already done so much for them. When the children of Israel said, I don't know, we may go back to golden images, we may go back to idols. Joshua was the man that said, you know what, you do what you want, but as for me and my house, 
we're going to serve the Lord. He died a faithful man because God was faithful to him. And he possessed the land that God put before them. And Faith Worship Center, let me tell you, God's got big things in store. He's got great things in store. I believe with all of my heart that God's going to add more people, faithful people. God is drawing people. God is involving people. God is going to use people that we never thought. But there are people that are coming together because of what we preach and what we proclaim. The message of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. Because to be honest, and I don't mean it disrespectful, it is the only message of the Bible. It is the only message. It is the gospel. So Faith Worship Center, there still remains much land to be possessed. and You are a possessor today. If you'll keep your faith in Christ, God will use you. I don't care who you are. God will use you to possess the land. The land consists of your family, consists of health, it consists of whatever the Lord puts in your spirit. But if you'll keep your faith in Christ and what he done on the cross of Calvary, he will use you on the front line to do a great work for him. And there's nothing better that you can leave this life saying and it's simply, God use me to help build this kingdom. And that's what I want. Would you come, Brother Jeff? Would you stand with me this morning? Father, I love you today, God, and I thank you, Lord. First of all, God, for Jesus. Thankful for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. I'm thankful, God, for the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful, God, for Faith Worship Center. My Lord, how in the world that you would allow us to be a part of the greatest church, God, that ever existed. God, I'm in awe this morning. I'm anxious. I'm excited. I'm in awe today, Lord. God, I'm asking you, God, to continue to bless this church, continue to move upon this church, but most of all, every believer that claims to be a part of Faith Worship Center, I'm asking you to give them a greater desire to possess the land, the inheritance that you set before us, God, than what we have ever had before. Help us, God, to be hungry. Help us to be thirsty for an outpouring of the Spirit. And help us to be moldable, God, and pliable to allow you to use us, Lord, in this great work. God, I worship you today, and I thank you, Lord. I'm overwhelmed at times, Lord. God, I am humbled. And I just thank you for everything that you have done, everything that you've done. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. Here's my first altar call with your head bowed and your eye closed. Jesus met a man in John chapter 3 by the name of Nicodemus. He said, you must be born again. If any man will inherit the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. You must believe in your heart. You must place your faith in Christ and what he did for you on the cross. Or we cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Being born again is it's not limited to who you are. Because anybody and everybody can be saved. Anybody and everybody can be free from anything and everything. And this morning, I can think of no better way to start 2022 out than doing what we exist to do. This is our heart, and that is to reach out maybe to a soul that is separated from God. Maybe to a soul that 
has rejected God or a soul that really don't know how they stand with the Lord in relationship. I can think of no better way than to lead you in a prayer of faith, asking God to forgive us of our sins and confessing Christ as our Savior. I can think of no better way to start the year out. This morning, I call out to you, congregation, as you search your own heart, you search and examine your own heart, just want to ask you a heart question that only you and God can answer right now. Do you know where you stand with God? Do you know that your relationship is solid? Or would you be honest and say, my relationship is not what it needs to be? My Lord, I come to tell you this morning, God loves you. The very fact that you're still here this morning is because the mercy of God has kept you. And this morning, if you say, that's me, oh, I want to pray, I want to make things right, would you do something for me? And I'm not going to call you out, I'm not going to embarrass you. Would you slip your hand up and let me see it and put it right back down? Thank you, God, for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you, Lord, for that hand this morning. Thank you for those hands in the back. Thank you for this hand, God. Thank you for this hand, Jesus. Come on, as you search your heart, my Lord, this is why we're here. I come to tell you this morning, you do not have to die and go to a devil's hell. You can know for sure that eternal life is your great reward. If you're here this morning and you didn't already raise your hand and you say, I wish I would have, I want to give you one more opportunity. You're not sure about your relationship with Christ. Would you slip your hand up and put it right back down real quickly? Thank you, God, for this hand. Thank you, Lord, for that hand. Anybody else? My God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I want to do something that I don't normally do, but I want you to look at me. I want everybody in here to look at me. There's probably, I don't know, eight, nine hands went up across this building. Several hands went up across this building. I'm about to lead you. I wanted you to look at me because I want you to know this morning, I, I believe this with all of my heart. I'm about to lead you in a simple prayer. A simple prayer. But a simple prayer that will be the most powerful prayer, my Lord, that you'll ever pray. You need to know this morning that simply repeating this prayer has never done nothing for anybody. But when you believe what you are about to pray, there's a miracle that's about to take place in your heart. God the Holy Spirit is just about to come in. And here's going to be your witness of the Spirit. He's going to break or take away the desires of the old man. You're going to leave this morning. I say this with all assurance. You're going to leave this morning with a desire to serve God. You may not be perfect. You won't be perfect. You're not going to do everything just right. But that desire that you leave with is a testimony that the Holy Spirit came in, took away the old desire, and gave you a desire now to serve God. That's what's about to happen if you believe what we're about to pray. 
I'm going to ask the entire congregation to join in. What an honor it is to be able to contribute to somebody being born again. I'm going to ask you one more time to bow your head. We're about to pray a simple but most powerful prayer right now. And I'm going to ask everybody to join in and to pray with me this morning. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. God, you know me. You know the things that I've done that's wrong. You know the places that I've been that's wrong. You know the very thoughts that has came from my heart. God, I'm a mess. I'm a wretched man. And I am lost without you. But this morning, I believe that Jesus Christ died to save me. I believe that God the Father has raised him from the dead and that he lives forevermore. And right now, I stand at your mercy. But in your mercy, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to wash me. I ask you to make me clean. And I ask you to help me from this day forward. By faith, I believe I'm saved. I believe I'm clean. I believe I'm born again. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Can the church rejoice this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you for one lost sinner that's come home. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why we do what we do. If somebody is born again, now listen, I'm going to say a general prayer in just a moment. But if you got saved this morning, you just said that prayer and you believed it in your heart, I want you to know this morning what's to come. The devil's going to tell you that it was nothing. The devil's going to tell you that you will always be who you are. The devil's going to lie and say there's not no change. But listen to me. I'm telling you as a first-hand story. This is not something I just read about. It ain't something just told to me. I'm telling you a first-hand story. If you will keep your faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross of Calvary, the Holy Spirit will continue to work in your heart. If you mess up, say, God, forgive me for what I've done and keep going. If you won't quit, God won't quit. And you will experience this not just life, but a more abundant life in Christ Jesus. And I want to pray for this congregation. And I'm going to quit this morning. God, we stand before you as one body, Faith Worship Center. We're in all, we're thankful for everything that you've done. We're thankful, God, Lord, for everything that you have blessed us with because nothing has been small. Everything has been great. As we stand before you this morning, God, I think I speak for every person that has already joined themselves with Faith Worship Center. God, we're asking you to keep us, not put us, but to keep us on the front line. Lord, I pray that, God, that somebody in my area, God, gets saved. We want to be involved, Lord. I'm asking you to use us as a voice that is crying in the wilderness to make straight the way of the Lord. God, I'm praying that you would, Lord, use me to lead somebody to Jesus, to be a light, to be a witness, God, and to spread the good news 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, God, I'm praying for Faith Worship Center for a greater anointing. I'm asking God that you would continue to build our hunger, our desire to reach out to this world, to this community. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to keep your hand upon us, God. Lord, when we're old and stricken in years, let us look back and still, God, be able to say, Lord, that we're still grateful for everything that you have ever done for us and through us, Lord. And I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. If you are blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.